Hello and welcome to the Profitable Brands Podcast with me, Rebecca, owner of Sugar Branded Branding Agency. We help beauty businesses harness the power of branding so they can grow their client base and earn more money. In this episode, I'm joined by Heather. She's one of my clients. She is a founder of her own brow product line, Niche Brow Co. She also has a salon in Glasgow. Her products have been featured in Vogue and she was also invited to feature in Women of the City magazine. So she has so many amazing achievements under her belt so far in her career. And she's gonna be sharing insights as to how she got to this point and sharing her experience of how having a strong brand has allowed her to grow her business. So Heather, thank you so much for coming on the podcast to speak to me today. Like I said, I have been wanting to get more of my clients on here because I feel like you guys have so much amazing insight to share, obviously in terms of like how branding has helped your business and you've all worked so hard to kind of get to where you are in your business life and entrepreneurial journey. And I know that you definitely have loads of insight to share. So I obviously know your background and what you do quite well, but for anyone who's listening that might not be familiar with you, I would love you to introduce yourself and tell them a bit more about your businesses. Thank you so much, Rebecca. I'm really excited to be on the podcast today. So I am Heather McDowell. I own a cosmetics company and I also own a salon. I've been in the beauty industry for a decade now. Mm-hmm. that's scary <laughs> you've done a lot uh, in that time <laughs> yeah done quite a lot but I started off as a makeup artist I then branched into brows and then that quite quickly became my niche which then led on to the brand name that I chose um I would say for the first few years I never really had a brand as such it was just my own name and I think a lot of people in the beauty industry kind of start out that way but I think actually building a brand is so much more valuable for growing your business um so yeah I kind of switched from just using my own personal name to using the name niche and I opened up my brow bar in 2018 Mm -hmm. so just celebrated five years um obviously we were closed for a time during covid and that's when i decided to start niche brow coat which is the cosmetic side yeah. um so yeah that's now we're in year four now which is crazy because i feel like it wasn't even that long ago we were having our first chat about starting <laughs> brand and you know the logo design and just really getting a feel for what the brand like you know what it would kind of what the aesthetic would be and what our values would be yeah so we'll, we'll be four this year so yeah. a lot's happened um but I'm a brow specialist to begin with and then I brought out my own products after that so now I manage the two businesses yeah so um for anyone that's listening Heather and I worked together on the branding for her brow product line which is niche brow co which is named sort of after your um salon right your premises so you've literally done the whole shebang so you've been self-employed just as a makeup artist and then obviously niche into brows opened up your own premises and you have product as well so you literally have your fingers in like loads of different pies yeah. at the moment. 
been in a lot of fleets. <laughs> yeah. And when you first started um, in the beauty industry, did you picture that this was going to be how your journey in like beauty career was going to go? Or did you always think that you would just be like self-employed and just, you know, doing your clients? I mean, it kind of happened as a natural progression. I would say I always imagined that I would have my own business one day and I always imagined that I would work in beauty one day but I just I actually had an interview when I just left school for a course doing beauty therapy and I went for the interview and when it was my time to go in I actually walked away and Mm -hmm. I didn't do the interview I didn't do the course I just I felt like for me being like an all-round beauty therapist wasn't what I wanted there was aspects of that that I just knew that I wouldn't enjoy Mm -hmm. such a massage and nails and there was just so many things and that that's one of the reasons why I chose the name niche because I believe that someone really thrives in the beauty industry when they are specializing in one or two areas I think you can be good at a lot of things but I think to really excel in your career if you hone in or on one or two things then and become really really good at that and perfect your skills and become an expert in your field that's when you really hit the nail on the head Mm. yeah and that's something that I speak to my clients a lot about is niching down and getting really specific about the space that they hold in the industry and their special gifts and passions that they have because it like you said it does make it so much easier to um, become an expert in that space and for you especially I guess you're a prime example where you have your salon which offers amazing brow treatments and then you're able to launch your brow product line off the back of that do you think that having that niche helped you in launching that product do you feel like it would have been harder to get the success of the brand if you hadn't already had that reputation in brows 100% I think being a brow artist and specializing that in that field for so long really kind of lay the foundation for me when it came to bringing out a product line mm-hmm. because if I didn't have the knowledge that I had from years of doing brows and working with clients and understanding their needs then I wouldn't have really had a a lot of how how do I say I mean I wouldn't have really had a great understanding of how to really supply a product that was in demand yeah and I think as much as I mean bringing out a cosmetics line is incredibly difficult Mm. it's so competitive and you know you're up against so many big established brands and how do you really find your place in the market if you don't have that kind of understanding of what people really want yeah so working with clients over the years gave me that kind of knowledge and power to create something really good and I think we actually it's an amazing thing because the day that we launched we made sales and I think when you you know you launch a startup the reality is you might not make a lot of sales to begin with, but because I'd built up such a loyal clientele, people that believed in me, they trusted that I knew what I was doing, what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. They didn't have to actually sample the product before they bought it because yeah. they knew if I was bringing it out, it was going to be something that they'd want. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
that's important and having been like so close to your clients and so close to the brow industry for so long it's almost as though you built up um free market research whereas like some companies who are going into a new market they're not familiar with just to launch a product they can pay thousands of pounds to get the insight that you have been able to gain just from doing your day-to-day um work with your clients absolutely and I always say that what's really unique about our brand is that I bring the customers in when I'm actually creating and developing products they are actually part of that process because it's okay for me to do it based on my knowledge and experience and what I want as a customer. Mm. But I think if you're not delivering what your customer wants and it's only what you want as the owner, you can lose sight of where you're going, where the business is going. So I actually really value my clients and customers and I bring them in whenever I'm developing a new product, they are the ones that will test out the formulas alongside me. Mm. They'll the, the shades with me they'll tell me and they'll give me honest feedback because I have this relationship with them where they're comfortable with me and they won't just tell me what I want to hear yeah, and that's, that's what you need helpful. absolutely and I, I find that I'm really really thankful to have them because I don't think that Niche Browco would be the brand that it is today without our customers yeah and you guys have literally done so well so you had your Vogue feature um you were also invited into women of the city magazine right to do a feature there yeah so you've had so many achievements in such a short space of time um which is like a really testament to I think the strategy that you had behind it where it was that you know the needs of your customers and you've just been able to hit that dead on um I kind of think the same where talking about niching where I kind of fell into branding for the beauty industry unintentionally but I've been there for like years now I've been able to really understand the struggles that my clients have as specifically beauty business owners and I know the trends I know um like the lingo and the language that they use whereas if I you know try to serve maybe like a try to create a brand in the building sector I would be completely out out of my depth. So I love that like I have a niche and I have such a strong familiarity with the beauty industry specifically. And I think that, well, I hope that you were able to benefit from that as well when we work together on Niche Ralco. Well, to be honest, that was the reason that I that I found you. Because mm-hmm. basically whenever I was starting the salon in 2018, I didn't really have a lot of capital to allocate to branding and basically the brand that the the logo that we came up with it was actually the company that was the that were making our signage that came up with that and that was fine and actually it turned out okay Mm -hmm. but I knew having been in business for a few years already and having a premises I just knew how important it was to get your branding perfect and I wanted to work alongside someone that really understood the industry as a whole. And that's what led me to you. So I did a lot of research into branding experts and graphic designers. And I, you were my first choice. And I think at that time, you did have quite a long waiting list. Yeah. I wait a while on you, but it was worth the wait. I gave myself enough time that 
you know, I, I wasn't going to be doing things in a rush because I just think you're what your brand looks like, it's how you're represented, it's how your your customer base see you, and it's so important. And that's why I thought I have to give myself enough a budget for this mm-hmm. and b time. Mm-hmm. That's like especially important when you're launching a product. Whereas, like, say if I think about some of my clients who maybe are self-employed nail technicians for example and they just want to have that online social media presence and some branding for that that's a completely different ball game than when you're launching a product where you're already investing in the stock and it needs to be right because you can't just simply tweak something once you've gone ahead with it right absolutely and I I don't know if you'll remember that um when we were just kind of getting started with niche brow coder there was an IP issue so what I mean by that was when we trademarked the brand name and the logo and the design, there was a few barriers in the way. Mm-hmm. And luckily we were over to we were able to overcome those barriers and we managed to hold on to our brand, but there was a while where we might have actually lost it mm-hmm. um, due to an opposition. So it's so important that you do your research into your brand name and also the design of the logo Mm -hmm. and also you need to have a budget there to trademark your brand because if you don't do it someone else will Mm -hmm. and then that leaves you in a bad situation because if you are investing into a whole product line and you have thousands upon thousands of units and then someone comes and tells you you can't actually use that anymore then that could be setting your business up to fail before it's even started. Yeah, yeah, 100%. All those being thorough and just being patient as well, not rushing it is so important. It will just pay off so much down the line. Um, That kind of like leads me on nicely to my next and last question that I had for you. So because you have been like the self-employed beautician and then you have your premises and then you're also in product, you've got such a wide range of experiences. What would your advice be to like a newcomer into the industry that has big goals for their business? What would like your advice be to them? Well, if they're, it depends if they're going into the service industry, mm. like salon, I would always recommend really focusing on one or two areas that you feel really passionate about mm. um, and just honing your skills. I, f- I feel like I've already kind of, explained how important I think that part is but it comes to launching a product I think if you are going to do something along those lines then research 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 and then research some more yeah and sure that you are making the right decisions I think it's really hard when you're starting out to if you're confident and you really believe in yourself, you might actually set yourself some unrealistic goals. Mm. I think in whatever business you're going to start, if you set yourself, I mean, still be ambitious by all means, you need that to get you going. But setting yourself realistic goals, taking your time, planning ahead and having a clear strategy Mm. of how you're going to get from A to B. And it's not going to be linear. You're going to have setbacks. There's going to be highs and lows. Um, and I think one of one of the most important things that I've learned over the years as a business owner is that 
there will be setbacks and challenges yeah and it's okay to get it wrong mm. one of the things that I am really guilty of and I I wish that I could stop doing it but it's just something that's in me is really beating myself up for things and feeling that I am under delivering yeah. and the way I'll try and manage that and overcome that is if I'm having a bad day and I feel I've not achieved enough I've not sold enough products or you know you know things are just not going the way that I want them to go I actually sit down and write down things that I am proud of that I've achieved yeah, I in love the- that. Mm-hmm. and if you write those things down it means that you know you've got it in black and white it's mm-hmm. achievements that you've made over the years it's progress that you've made because people like yourself will tell me oh you're doing so well and yeah brand's amazing and I mean I don't feel that way every day about my brand there's some days where I feel like I take a few steps forward and then I'm 10 steps back I was gonna say that yeah (laughs) but I think every single person that has a business can relate to that yeah feeling the the imposter syndrome Mm -hmm. everyone experiences that and it's normal Mm -hmm. but having a, a list of achievements written down something that's tangible you can actually see it and I actually keep a copy of the Vogue issues that we were featured in in my office. And that just gives me a wee nudge to tell me, you know, your products are really good. Yeah. You're, they, they made it into Vogue. I mean, that's the dream. When you're first yeah. starting out, that's, that's the dream. So mm-hmm. it is important to remember that there are going to be days where you feel like you're not doing much. But as I said before, it's not linear. You've got to ride the bumps. Yeah. And I think sometimes it's so easy to compare like our journeys to what we perceive other people to be achieving, especially on social media, where you can just, it feels like things are happening overnight and things just go so well for everyone all the time. But I think it's so much more accurate to, I mean, every single person I've had on this podcast has said the same thing, that behind the scenes, it's just a lot of uphill struggle and like you said, you can think you're taking one step forward and then it's 10 steps backwards. And it's just like that. But it's like when you look back over time and you can actually write down and see the things that you have achieved, all those things add up when you're consistently, when you consistently keep pushing forward. Um, I think that's the most important thing is consistency is key. And you can apply that statement to so many things in your life. Yeah, we were just talking about the gym earlier. <laughs> and you know if you're consistent at the gym then you'll see results if you're consistent within your work you'll see results I mean when I first started out as a brow artist that was the one thing that really helped elevate my career and it was being consistent and that was being committed to posting on social media when I mean nowadays you have to really push push the bar up when you're creating content as you know full-time job managing content now as a business owner actually and look at the amount of people that are actually content creators and they've built a business out of that and it's really amazing but that's another thing you have to move with the times Mm -hmm. but being consistent in any aspect of your life will pay off I believe Mm -hmm. and just on an end note but just where you said that is I feel like if we think about content as a prime example where I think a lot of people especially when they first start in business they think if it's not perfect it's not worth doing and but the reality is is that you have to have this learning process where you are 
learning to perfect something and you're learning to get better at something and it's better yeah. to show up to show up than not show up at all because you're worried that it's not gonna be as good as someone that's been doing it for 10 years or somebody that has a £3,000 a month content budget like you can't compare yourself to someone else's situation absolutely and I think that all you can do when you're first starting out is really focus on what you want to create in terms of content have a bit of a plan so I think there's so much more that goes into it now in this day and age than when I first started out when I first started out it was I would just take a before picture take an after picture (laughs) put side by side and that was enough and the clients kept coming (laughs) I see new brow artists come to work alongside me and they have to work so much harder than that behind the scenes and it's a shame because not everyone as you say has that budget to Mm -hmm. you know get help doing that you almost have to become really great at the the service that you're providing but then you also have to be a social media content creator yeah a marketing manager you have to there's so many different hats that you're wearing at work and that is difficult Mm. but I genuinely believe that if you have a clear strategy kind of just going back to what I said before but mood boarding really helps me yeah so and you know just jotting down ideas I always keep a notebook beside my bed as well and (laughs) because sometimes I get you might be the same but I get ideas times and then you know sometimes I'll wake up during the night and I'm like that's a really good idea but I'll fall back over to sleep and I've forgotten about it so (laughs) I think it's so important to write things down and even if you don't think that I mean there's so many ideas that I've got for content and I've not actually done them yet but it's not to say that I won't but Yeah. yeah I think your social media is basically how people are going to see your brand online. Mm-hmm. So I would say 90% of our customers for the salon um, and for the well, perhaps not the products because a lot of our customer base for the products actually come from the salon. Yeah. But I would say whenever I have a new client in my chair, I always ask, how did you hear about us? Because yeah. I want to know that information. I want to know what are we doing that brought a new client in the door that day? And it's most of, it's mostly social media. Yeah. So I, I do feel like you have to set yourself a certain amount of time every week to creating that content and delivering what your followers want to see. Mm, it's so powerful, social media. I um, It's something that I've always felt overwhelmed with being able to show up consistently but I think I've got this system, this is a little side note, I feel like I've got this system nailed now where I've, um, with the content ideas, I use this tool called Trello. And then basically I have like a little folder for each of my random ideas I might think of in the middle of the night. And I put it into Trello and it kind of like allows me to upload relevant pictures, like brainstorm caption ideas and tags and things like that. And it's really helpful. Um, I've got like, I'm doing a workshop on it on the 8th of February for anyone that's listening that wants to have help with their content creation to make it a little bit easier but I'm going through like all my process on this workshop on the 8th of Feb let everyone know how they can reach out to you how can they um, get hold of some of the niche brow code products which are amazing I tried them myself and the packaging is obviously really cute as well (laughs) yeah please like let them know how they can reach out to you follow you guys and yeah yeah so our website 
um, is www.nichebrowco.co.uk. So you can view all the products there. You can also find us on Instagram and we're on TikTok now as well. Mm -hmm. And we have a nice little discount code for the listeners. So mm -hmm. it'll be sugar branded. That will be the discount code. And then we'll know it will be all of your lovely listeners. Mm -hmm. So that will get 20% off your first order with Niche Browco. That's such a good discount. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. I hope you enjoyed this most recent episode of the Profitable Brands podcast. Remember, if you have any questions about any of the content we spoke about in this episode, you can always reach out to me directly on Instagram. My account is at sugarbranded. And there's so many different ways that I can support you on your branding journey to start growing your business, opening yourself up to new opportunities, launching a product line, or just getting your first few clients. All of the information on my branding services can be found in the details of this episode. So thanks for listening and I'll see you next week.